Hello, everybody, and welcome to Take Some Molly. Quick disclaimer, I am not a doctor, lawyer, scientist, bread baker, candlestick maker. At best, I am a digital marketing consultant who graduated with a Bachelor of the Arts and Honors in mass communication. At worst, I am a stand-up comedian, so please take all advice with a grain of salt or a tab of molly if that's your thing. It's time to take some molly. For all your questions, quandaries, and problems, philosophical queries, she's got you covered. Take some. Take some. Molly! Oh, they should bottle baby smells. And get that going. That would be amazing. Honestly, I would probably sit there and sniff it all day long. I know. I that love could the be co- an air scent, right? An air. What are those called? Air freshener. A little air. A little baby aerosol <laughs> scent to go. Oh my god. Something cute and quaint Dark and cozy. Uh, <laughs> this is take some Molly with your girl Molly Golightly, aka Molly Smithson. I am here with hairstylist to the portland elite i would say brielle collings aka lost boy barber on instagram aka your new fave hairstylist after this episode brielle how are we doing woohoo what's up thanks so much for having me molly Thank i really you appreciate for it for being on this this is so exciting we've been talking about this for a while i'm glad we're finally doing it me too. Honestly, it's such a pleasure. So tell everybody a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your, because you're, what, a third generation barber? Is that right? Hairstylist? Yeah, actually. So so my grandmother is a stylist. My mom's a stylist. Two of my cousins are stylists. One of them's a barber. The other one's a hairdresser. But yeah, so I began my career as a hairstylist and then kind of converted into a barber at this point. And for people who don't know slash also me, sorry, I just noticed we are recording this in Brielle's apartment. She lives with Dylan Carlino, who was on my first episode, and I just noticed he has a sword above his bedroom door, which is so dorky. <laughs> Shout out to Deets. He actually <laughs> found that wooden sword stuck in a rock in the middle of woods so oh my god it, it is as cool as it looks that is that is a lot cooler i was gonna say it looks like the kind of sword like the kids on my hall in college would use to joust outside my room and i'd have to go out and be like shut up stop <laughs> jousting end it but that's cool okay anyways what is the difference between barber and hairstylist would you say for people who don't know okay cool first i also want to clarify too i I, at this moment in time, consider myself a barber because I'm working in a barber shop. But realistically, if you want to get real technical with it, I am a cosmetologist, which um, is in the field what we call basically a hairstylist. That's what the degree, the license is under. Mm -hmm. Um, But anywho, so I do all of the stuff. I run the gamut, short hair, long hair, color, fades, you name it, layers. We got it bangs okay so um but uh yeah sorry what was your question molly oh i guess just what is the difference between barber and like a barber is just someone who uses clippers would that be it sure so it kind of depends on the state to be honest so like i'm originally from massachusetts and in mass the difference between a barber and a stylist was the straight razor so 
Yeah, so a barber there could only use a straight razor, and a cosmetologist, a hairstylist, was only able to use a feathering blade, which is known often as a razor with basically uh, teeth on it. So right, right, it's a right. little guard, so you it's not a straight-up blade. Got it. Interesting. I didn't even think about the straight blade. That's, like, so Barber of Seville. Seville? Seville? I don't know. C'est la vie. C'est la vie. <laughs> <laughs> but, to, oh, go. What were you saying? Yeah, sure. So um, so I was going to say, so for in Oregon, it's yeah. a little different um, along with many things. But so what, something that's cool about Oregon is that like as a cosmetologist, I can use a straight razor. And so uh, it kind of becomes a little blurry in Oregon, right. like as far as like what defines a barber versus a cosmetologist. But a lot of it is coloring in this oh, in this okay. state. Yeah. So as a cosmetologist you kind of have the upper hand because you can use a straight razor do color on people you can do all of it and as a barber you're a little bit more limited if that is your license got it Mm -hmm. interesting cool well are you ready to jump into questions yeah let's do it let's go this is one close to my heart um, because we are doing this right now susan asks what is the best way to grow out a short pixie cut to shoulder length okay i love this question this is a great one um I think that, you know, it's going to be complicated no matter what. You know, there's always those, you know, for lack of better words, ugly stages that go on in the midst. We've been there, you know. But um, I think, though, that something that I find that works really well is, like, when you're growing your hair out, the back of your nape, the back of your neck, um, that is the closest, you know, to being the longest in Mm -hmm. a sense, visually. So, um, the way that it grows out, I think if you continue to like get it trimmed, that's something a lot of people are kind of like throw to the side. They're like, Oh, I'm growing my hair out. I don't want to cut it. Right. Technically, if you're growing it out, we say like you should get it trimmed, at least trimmed, you know, and that trim is different from person to person. But to get it trimmed uh, every three months or so just to keep the growth going in a positive direction Mm -hmm. because split ends don't really result in, you know, healthy, longer hair. Yeah, definitely. But to have a good like grow out, a successful grow out, I would say like to keep coming in every three months and to maintain mostly what I do for my clients is like cut the back, especially Mm -hmm. that's where most of the length comes off because it starts to look a little moldy. You know, it's good to throw in some layers in there a little bit. Maybe you can frame the front as it starts to get longer. And I always recommend to throwing in like a clip or something just to kind of spice it up a little bit and. Honestly, hair product really helps when a lot. When you say clip, you mean like a barrette? Yeah, a yeah. barrette or headband. a a bobby pin. Yeah. yeah, headband, bandana, whatever floats your boat. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely hair product. When I had my hair really short for a while and I was using gel for a bit to kind of push it back just so yeah. it wasn't in my face and nobody had to really see the disaster that was going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great... I think, too... Um, was I even gonna say? I don't. Oh, I was gonna ask if you have treated hair, colored. It should probably be getting cut more. I would assume, like every two months or something. Yeah, absolutely. If somebody's okay. got, if they're bleaching their hair out and they're growing it out, definitely. Like that was my process. Yeah. I my hair is naturally pretty medium dark brown, right. and I bleached it out full thing, short, and then as it was growing out, roots were coming in. I continued to keep bleaching it, and yeah, I did have to have it cut a little bit more frequently because right. yeah, it starts to get a little frail. You yeah. Know? yeah, absolutely. Cool. 
Uh, next question. I think a lot of people will feel this. My hair is oily at the roots, but dry at the ends and has no volume. The more I style it, the drier the ends get, but the more I condition, the roots get oilier. Mm. Oilier. Ideas, says Kimberly. Yeah, absolutely, Kimberly. That's a great question, and I think a lot of people have that problem. Yeah. And um, myself included with right now I, with the bleach growing out, you have roots coming in. My natural hair tends to get more greasier than the rest of it that's um, dry. So I would say um, dry shampoo, a texturizing spray, or a dry powder. Any of those work really great for roots, especially yeah. if you're trying to get some kind of volume. Um, I think those work great for that. And also it soaks in the oils that are coming out of your scalp. And um, also another thing I would say is to check in with your routine as far as shampoo goes. Because um, if you're shampooing regularly, then your your scalp is working harder to recreate the natural oils that are coming right. through. So it'll be more oily, you know, than actually shampooing a little bit less. Mm -hmm. You might have a week of looking like a shit show, but... Uh, it'll come together. And then um, as far as the ends go, it sounds like you might need to trim yourself, Kimberly. But also... <laughs> but also... Get your life together, <laughs> Come Kimberly. on, Kimberly. I'll see you soon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, also, no, I would say, like, I, I'm not sure what your ends look like, Kimberly, but maybe a trim, but also, um, honestly, like, if you're going to condition, I always say, just condition the ends. You don't need yeah. to go to town on everything else. You yeah. know, just throw a little extra something in. And when I condition my ends to... I won't I will rinse it out but not all the way right so leave a little something in there yeah and um also a mask every once in a while works great too do you ever do like a rinse with apple cider vinegar or something like that that's something I've done I actually only did it once but it did really make a difference for my roots because I get this problem especially with the dark roots mm -hmm. being like the natural texture and then the blonde is so fried that it's like oh i'm the perfect i look like fucking bernie sanders yeah. like, <laughs> Jesus. um but yeah i don't know if that's something that like you should do regularly what, rinse with yeah um honestly the the apple cider vinegar is a great idea especially yeah. like as far as like balancing the ph like in your hair mm -hmm. You know, a lot of shampoos, with, especially the ones with sulfates and stuff, can be a little more detrimental than beneficial. So Right. Well, that was a question I actually had because I know, what is it, laurel sulfate or something is bad to yeah. have. But what are the chemicals if you're just in the, um, like, in the hair aisle of the grocery store and you need to grab some shampoo and they all say fucking natural this or natural like what are the things to look out for that sure. are actually going to make a difference yeah um okay so uh i would say honestly it's it's sulfate and aluminum those are like the main things okay also um yeah, I, okay. yeah. <laughs> pretty much sulfate and the aluminum, I think, are the main two oh, that are kind of like... so bad. I bought a deodorant today, or not today. <laughs> I bought a deodorant months ago that has, like, very high aluminum because I was like, oh, I need this extra strength aluminum deodorant, and now I'm so scared it's killing me. Yeah, yeah, I would be careful with that. Yeah. But, um, 
I think also, sorry, just to like recap really quick on the other question that you had asked about oh, yeah. the about the apple cider vinegar thing. Um, I think that's a little bit of a preference as well for some people because right. to be honest, like baking soda and apple apple cider vinegar, I did used to do that for a minute there just to kind of I wanted to test it out. I've tried different right. things with my hair just so that I can have these conversations. And um, the one thing that I find with that is it does work, but you do smell like apple cider vinegar, so yeah. that's a choice you have to make for yourself yeah. but um yeah. i was cleaning exclusively with apple cider vinegar for a while and sean who is my boyfriend partner lover but he said i couldn't say that but i'm gonna say it anyways he's my lover everyone um he yelled not yelled but he was like the whole house smells like vinegar you've gotta stop it's a it's a little overwhelming it's, it is it's good for the planet bad for your nose um what else do we got oh this is Kind of. Where am I? Oh, I've been going to the same salon since basically middle school, but my stylist up and vanished. Hmm. How can I pick a new salon? Help from Jamie. Okay. Uh, Jamie, you are, first of all, shout out to Jamie because I love a loyal client. So yeah. that's super cool. Um, and honestly, I it depends on where you are. You know, I think for me at this point, I do a lot of my own research just through Instagram. So I know that throughout the barber and also hairstylist community, everybody's trying to right now advertise themselves on Instagram. So the, yeah. you know, hashtag PDX, stylist, like all that, all that good stuff. So um, even, you know, just with anything, products and whatnot that I'm going for, I always look into tags that are on Instagram just to f see, you know, who's posting their work. And, and obviously a lot of people go under the radar because not everybody is using social media as their portfolio. Um, right. But I think for me, that's how I go about finding, um, you know, other pe people for inspiration or if I was to recommend somebody that I, for something that I can't provide, like, um, I mean, I know people in the community here that I would recommend, but if I didn't, then I would, you know, help yeah. out by saying like, yo, let's look online and see, you know, who's doing what. And that yeah. way you can get a, your own visual um, as far as what their work looks yeah. like. Yeah. And more, I guess, IRL, you can be that ballsy person and go up and be like, I love your hair. Where do you get it cut? And then use that recommendation. If you see someone one time recently, this woman asked me she was like can i take a picture of your hair i'm trying to grow it out oh. and it was very flattering to you bria oh. because you gave the cut but i was so taken aback i was just like shoveling falafel in my face oh but shit i was like yeah and i should have been like it's brielle go to her but <laughs> it was too much judgment lady. free zone that but however probably kimberly well anyways this is the first time i'm hearing that but i'm still flattered so thank you <laughs> Um, this one's kind of tricky. I have a very specific vision for a hairstyle in my head, and I found some pictures. Are there other ways I can better explain what I'm going for to my stylist? I guess what's the most like useful things clients can tell you that helps you achieve their vision? Is this Miranda's question? Yeah. Okay. Miranda, also, shout out to you. This is an awesome question because a lot of people have trouble when they sit down in the chair um, yeah. to describe what they're looking for. Um, I think, honestly, pictures are great. I love to see photos. Yeah. In the industry, we kind of sometimes, like, you know, talk about photos, like, 
like, ah, geez, you know, there's always that person who comes in and shows a photo of somebody who looks nothing like them (laughs) and has totally different hair texture, you know, and they're like, I want it just like this. And unfortunately, you know, we aren't uh, miracle workers. So not magicians. Yeah, there's only so much that can be done. So I do appreciate when somebody comes in and who's done the research and has like also acknowledged like, okay, my hair is a little thinner or my hair is a little thicker or, you know, I have curly hair versus straight hair and like this person also has that and, you know, this is the kind of cut I'm going for. That is cool. And I love that. Um, But also there's like many descriptor words and like, you know, it's like, that we have our own language as like professionals um and there's stuff that you can say as well you know i I think key points would be like i'm looking for layers or i want texture or i need volume or i my face looks a little like dragged down can i have some kind of like framing right you know those are things that we talk about or blunt versus you know shaggy Mm -hmm. something that's a little bit more messy um i do razor cuts and i also do like regular you know scissor cuts and then there's clipper cuts so if you want a short haircut do you want it done with scissors versus clippers because the way that that grows out looks different yeah yeah so yeah um yeah i think growing out too the last few months because i'm growing my hair out like i've been bringing breezy pictures of what I want but also like I'm hoping it'll look like this is that helpful to you or is it just like a mind fuck should I stop doing that no honestly <laughs> you are great about it Molly you give, you give photos that are real, really realistic so Good. that's yeah it's Yay. great yeah so the hair is on point as far as like what you have going on and yes yeah. it is realistic because of the wave you got going on and right. so yeah the photos that you bring in are really good and you know it's I think like even if you brought in a photo of something that didn't necessarily have the same hair as yours, just to give a visual to be like, hey, this is the part of this haircut that I like. Is there any way we can incorporate this into mine? You know, like that that helps the the stylist or whoever is working with you to kind of get a better understanding. Okay, uh, this question comes to us from dear friend, first boyfriend ever, Mitch Caputo. Uh, if you get a free beer before your $50 haircut, did you actually pay $50 for a haircut? Okay, great question, Mr. Caputo. Um, I would say that, honestly, like with every single person that comes into my chair, I've progressed with time, you know, doing haircuts, you're you know, the quality just becomes better. But also when I sit down with somebody, I'm, I'm doing really detail oriented work and I'm giving you my time, my energy and my conversation. I'm remembering things that have happened, you know, from the last time you've seen me into now. Right. And on top of that, it's like, you know, it's not just like, Oh, haircut, we're done. You know, there's like, there's a hot towel involved. I'm using the straight blade on you regard, like if you're interested in that or not to like edge you up a little bit, you know, if you have a shorter haircut or, um, you know, or if you have longer haircut, I'm blowing it out. It's like, right. there's like more that's going into it and I'll sit there and style it. And then at the end of it, I'm going to give you a gorgeous photo of yourself if you are interested in yes. that. And you can take that and I'm going to present that if I you're cool with it. I will also say that Northwest Barber Association has not only beer, but bullet bourbon, which is like, 
I'm sold forever if I get a shot of bourbon every time I come in. Like, that's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. We have the bourbon. There's Rainier. We also switch it up. Sometimes there's IPAs chilling. Nice. Yeah. But it's more than a beer or a drink. Yeah. It's the experience of going to someone who's had that time and ha- is paying attention to all those small details. Absolutely. And honestly, you can go get a $20 haircut and then yeah. the next, you know, h- next time you want to get a haircut, treat yourself. And I just like, I kind of challenge you to do so if you, if you're curious in that yeah. way, because you'll see the difference and also feel the difference, you know? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, <clears throat> This one comes from our good friend, Jenna Vesper, a.k.a. a sensitive scalped princess. Um, I've been told (laughs) over and over again not to wash my hair often, but (laughs) after two days, it's so oily. I can't ever bring myself to push past that hump. Hmm. Tips? Okay, yeah. Jenna, shout out to you too, girl. Fucking love Jenna. Love Jenna. Um, Okay, so I just wanted to say, uh, Jenna, I think that, you know, with... So here's the thing, okay? If you're going to not shampoo your hair... Um, you need to, there's going to be, there is going to be a hump. You need to try, try to go a week because then it's, it just takes a second for your, for your natural, you know, oils to kind of come back to itself and be like, okay, whoa, this person's been using these chemicals on, on this every single day. So it's working extra hard. Your body's working extra hard to come back and kind of bring it back to the normal levels. How often do you wash your hair? Okay. So I probably wash my hair once a week, to be honest. Wow. And, and, and truthfully, when I wash my hair, I don't even really go to town. I just yeah. kind of like throw a little bit of shampoo on my roots and yeah. it doesn't even suds up the whole way, which, right. and, and, and I'm not gross. <laughs> no, I mean, it is a real thing where it's like, you can't deal with it until probably you get past that hump. So it's kind of just pick days when you're staying home, I guess. I don't know. I've had clients who have come in to see me who literally have told me after me asking, would you like me to wash their hair? I haven't washed my hair in over a year. What? And I would not have known the difference. So how does, I guess, not like the deep science, but essentially we're just washing the oils out of our hair so our hair is overproducing oils? When you're using shampoo. Right, right. So so then it kind of resets and it's it just doesn't produce as much oils or yeah so i mean like wh- i mean you know back in the day like people weren't using anything in their hair right. and it wasn't looking greasy you know it yeah. wasn't it's just like yeah when i go into the shower if this is like one of my best tips and i say this to all all of my clients too if you don't want to wash your hair all the time um the best thing that you can do for yourself is when you get in the shower or the tub whatever you're doing just go through the motions of washing it, but just with the water. Scrub your scalp, okay. rub the rest of your hair, go through it as if you're shampooing mm-hmm. it, but just use the water. Because the oil needs to disperse. That's yeah. kind of what's going on. It's just like collecting at the root, and if you're not, like, you know, it, start, it starts looking crazy. Right. But um, also, Jenna, honestly, dry shampoo is, like, God. So that works great, too. That is such a good transition. Oh, my God. We're killing it. Um, this question, also from a good friend of ours, Amanda Martin Tully, she very bluntly says, aerosol kills the planet. Can you <laughs> recommend any budget-friendly dry shampoos? Yes. Okay. Um, Amanda, I appreciate the question and also the love for the planet. Um 
I would say, yeah, definitely. So there's some different things that you can do if you're if you're not trying if you're trying to be budget friendly with uh, not using you know all all of all of the high end products, which is fine. You don't need to. Um, there you could use baking powder or baking soda, and um, also baby powder works great too. Mm-hmm. My only thing with the baby powder is it does kind of give off a tiny smell. It's kind of one of those things where you're probably the only one who can really smell it, but it is there. You're so. getting that baby smell, though, which Brielle and I were talking I about. I mean, we, we love. do love it. We really do love it. <laughs> that baby smells where it's at. <laughs> so put some baby powder in. Slap it on. Come over and let us smell it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So... Um, but if you wanted to go out and get an actual product, um, Eleven is a good brand, and they have a vegan and cruelty-free oh. um, yeah, product that works really great. So there's two different things also. There's a spray that you can use, and this is through Eleven. This is also through other brands. Truthfully, there's there's so many. Um, so I'm giving a shout-out to Eleven right now, and, there, and also BB is another great brand. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that... Also, Kevin Murphy—they're trying oh. to reduce their use yeah. on plastics, so their price, their products, slightly more expensive, but mm-hmm. they're using reused plastic for their products now. So I'm kind of like, shout out Kevin Murphy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, you can use some kind of a dry shampoo spray, and then there's also a powder that you just dab, kind of dabble on, and mm-hmm. you can you, that, with that you kind of got to finesse it into your roots a little bit. But um, I, I would say either or. And those are great to suck up the oils that are chilling in your hair yeah. and also to give you a little extra volume. So that's cool, too. And also, like, Jenna, if you're not trying to wash your hair all the time, this is a great way of getting away with it. Yeah, definitely. And if you have lighter hair, I think baby powder, like if you have super dark hair, you should probably get one that's for brunettes, I assume, or does it usually blend in pretty well? That's, yeah, that's um, that's good. I would say like there are different kinds. So there's just like straight up generic, you know, spray that just comes out kind of more of like powdery, you know, it's white. And um, I would say that you, I use it. My roots are pretty dark. I use it. It does slightly make it a little lighter. But truthfully, if you're like scrubbing it in there and rubbing it yeah. around, like it doesn't really show up like that. But there are specific ones that are for dark hair versus light hair. I, I truthfully just go straight up with just whatever that right. I don't use specifically dark versus light. Um, but I know that it kind of depends on the person. Yeah. So Yeah, definitely. Uh, this was a question you got from another hairstylist, and I love that we're talking both to people in the chair and behind it. Um, what do you do if your coworkers are air alienating you? So the other hairstylists in the salon or the, I guess, desk person. Mm-hmm. That would be a lot of superiority for somebody working at the desk, <laughs> but whatever. It happens. <laughs> it does happen. So, um, I, yeah, so this is another really great question. Seriously, guys. Um, I would say I've experienced this and also, you know, even when, when I was in school that one of the main things that was like presented to me was, you know, whatever piece of this field you want to end up doing, because it's not always just you working behind the chair, cutting somebody's hair in a studio of some sort. Like there's, there's many different ways you can go about this. So you're working with all sorts of different types of people. Most of the time you're not staying in one shop for your whole entire life. 
you know, you're going to switch around a little bit. And honestly, if you can, the, the whole goal is to find a place that you fit in best. Yeah. So if you're, you know, you want to find your niche. So if you have a certain style about you, you want to work in a shop, whether it's a barbershop or a salon that suits you, that represents you and something that you feel like you can also feel good representing. Right. And um, so I would say that first, you know, check in with that and see, like, is this my place? And then on yeah. top of that, if it is and the people that are, you're working with are alienating you, like, I don't know. I had a good conversation with one of my friends today just in general about walking through life and feeling like, OK, I'm an outcast because of this or that, you know, whatever it may right. be. And um, figuring out, well, where's my place in all of this? Yeah. So in the shop, I would say, like, you're there to do one thing, right? It's to have a conversation or a relationship with your clients and build a clientele mm -hmm. for you. You know, you're not you're not there to make money necessarily for your coworkers. So right. I think that for you at the end of the day, like, if you're confident in your work, which you should be because you're in this field and most people that I know that are in this field are very passionate about what they do. You should stand, you know, every day with your head high and don't yeah. care about the, what these people are saying under their breath. Because if anybody's wasting their time and energy on, you know, making you feel uncomfortable in your workplace, yeah. screw them, man. Also, you don't need that. that's usually a little bit of self-hate coming oh, absolutely. through via jealousy and just, like, social power and dynamics. For sure. And so the thing to remember is that person is hurting in some way, you Absolutely. know, and how can you help them while also helping yourself and putting your boundaries first, you right. know, and just being, keeping your head high. That's right. a, the best way to say it. You yeah. nailed it. Boundaries are super important. And honestly, we all know misery loves company. So don't, f don't feel the fire, you know, Yeah. do your thing and put your nose to the grindstone and go, go into work what you're there for, you know? And I would say if it's all of your, I mean, they said, other hairstylists if it's all of your coworkers, that sounds like it's a toxic work environment absolutely up, you know? yeah. so you should probably just be looking because that's not your fault there's somebody who's enabling that culture and so you should i would say look for another job low-key but it just kind of depends on how it shakes out for sure yeah i feel really grateful um working at northwest barber association because the whole community that I work with, the people that I work with are really great and supportive and it's a super healthy work environment. And yeah. we're we're all independent contractors, so we don't need I to necessarily, that. you know, toot each other's horns, but right. it's right. it's a we it feels like a family and, and good friendship. So I hope that you can find that for yourself because yeah, you don't you don't we we spend too much of our damn time at work. You don't need to go in feeling like shit because people aren't, you know, treating you the way you deserve. So true. Um, okay, this next question. I don't, it's a little tricky. I couldn't think of a good way to answer this. My hair is stick straight. I want waves, so I'm guessing sometimes they want waves, but I keep having flashbacks to the awkward ringlets my mom gave me for the middle school dance. How can I get curls that are a little more bombshell and a little less Deb from Napoleon Dynamite? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I feel you on this because, OK, I'm a little bit more on the androgynous side of the playing field at this point in my life. And when I was younger, 
I was pretty tomboy, and my mom definitely wanted me to be yeah. V-Femme. <laughs> so I had the ringlets. I had the hardcore ringlets. She oh hooked God. it up. My mom's also, like I mentioned, a stylist, so she, right. I had a baby, like, yeah, whole on afro on my little <laughs> self. It was like, okay, yeah, it was kind of, I went, yeah. I remember crying going to the, the high school dance because, or the, no, not high school, elementary school dance because my mom, like, hooked it up too hard. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I would say, honestly, like perms are a thing. If your hair is wavy or straight, like perms are still a thing. Not everybody's down to do it, but do your research. And like, honestly, like I would do a perm um, at, at the place that I work at. I know a lot of salons now are kind of steering more away from it, but there are places Just out. Just because it's kind of more harmful chemicals and damaging or um there's ones that are a little less harmful but yeah i think that it's because it's just kind of honestly they're they're drifting away a little bit like yeah. you know it's just one of those things they come and go um yeah definitely but i know a lot of people who have gotten them still and they're still in you know everything's still in whatever you want to be in is in yeah and um honestly like you know it just depends if you're it depends on how long your hair is and you just with that, it's really a research uh, situation, yeah. I would say, because, you know, you just want to find somebody who knows perms because, um, you know, anybody can slap a couple rollers in your hair, but right, you want it to be the right size depending on your hair length, and that will also determine the curl size. And, you know, the tighter the curl and the smaller the rod, the kinkier of a curl you're going to get. And That's you're going to... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. (laughs) But, yeah, so I think, like, you don't have to have some... Also, like, it depends. Do you want a permanent deal, or are you looking for a temporary situation? That's what I was going to ask, because I know I've done... uh, Hot rollers have worked really well for my hair, Mm -hmm. like, just because... I think it's a little more gentle and that it just works better with the texture. But like then there's curling wands and regular. I'm assuming your mom probably used a curling iron. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Brielle just threw a can <laughs> at a friend of ours. And I'm like, hey, hook it up. We're done. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Oh, what is the deal with curling wands, though? Have you used them? Are they as hype as everybody says? Okay, so yeah, curling wands are sweet. Also, honestly, like these sexy beach waves that everybody... Right. And, and I emphasize waves. They're not curls necessarily yes. that people are getting. They're actually being done with a straight iron. Right. So that... Um, so yeah, if you want something like that. But that's like, you know, so that's a temporary fix. A perm yeah. is a permanent thing. So if you're going to... If you're looking for something permanent, you know, it's not going to yeah. be as kinky as it is the first moment that you have it done. It'll get a little looser after right. you wash it a couple of times. But that curl stain... You just reconstructed your whole hair follicle. So yeah. um, that thing is going to stay curly until it grows out or is cut yeah. off. Have so you ever gotten a perm? Uh, no, I haven't. I've been bleaching my hair for a while, yeah. so I'm just going to put it out there for all of you who, um, you know, bleach your hair or color your hair. Just be careful, especially yes. with the bleach more so than color. Um, treated hair that's bleached can fall out if you if you go to perm it because it yeah, is pretty. It is that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of chemical changing and. It's yeah. already pretty fragile. And I had fra- a lot of perms frail. as a kid. I loved... I had three, actually. I could totally <laughs> see you with perms. They were, they were so cute oh until they were. And then my hair did get wavy, and it was like, why didn't I just wave? Why did I fry my whole head? Uh, oh my um, 
this question we're going to finish off with. I think I look like a five-year-old when I have bangs. How does a grown woman pull them off? That is from a less confident me earlier today when I was doing my bangs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Molly. Okay. Shots fired. <laughs> no, these bangs do look good. But they all they look good and people say they look good. But it is one of those things where I'm just like, I feel like a preschool. Like, yeah. what, what advice would you give people for picking, I guess, a style of bang yeah. for their face and all of that? Yeah, so this is actually also great. So all these questions are really wonderful tonight. Um, so, so there's a lot of things that factor into this. You know, face shape is something that a lot of people don't consider when getting their hair cut. Yeah. And so somebody who has a really round face, you know, it, it's like your haircut's supposed to emphasize what your face is doing. So if you have like a long face, for example, like, it's best not to have super long hair without layers or anything because right. it's going to drag you down. And, yeah. you know, you're and the next thing you know, you get a spiced up haircut and it's like, whoa, why didn't I do this so much sooner? You know, you just yeah. like suddenly look uplifted and better. And so round face, square face, triangle face, you know, there's all sorts of different shapes of faces. And so you want to find something that complements that. And honestly, a good stylist will be able to figure out with your face shape what complements you best. And with you, Molly, you have kind of wavy hair a little mm -hmm. bit. There's some curl that's going on there. So your bangs puff up slightly. Yeah, they do. You know, naturally, which is, you know, a beautiful natural thing that they do. Who I am, baby. <laughs> so, so you have a couple different options. It depends. Right. You know, everybody's a little different. Do you want to spend more time? Are you going to spend time on your hair? Or are you kind of a wake up, wash, and roll? Yeah, usually I blow dry my bangs i mean it depends if yeah. i'm going out i'll blow dry them mm -hmm. if not and they are honestly they are perfect because i can flip them to one side and just let my hair air dry right and then it's just like side wave kind of curly um but if i'm i guess the tough thing is just like being able to bring them over in the right way where they're not falling like fully straight. Sure. You know? Yeah. So I guess it's just getting a roller brush that's better probably. I mean, honestly, you don't even need a roller brush. Like yeah. part of it too is like with the way that your bangs are and the way that your hair grows out of yeah. where it's growing out of, it goes up. So your yeah. so your bangs are a certain length. When they're wet, they probably come down to a good length. And then when they dry up, of course, they shrink up right, a little. But right. the way that they are rolling right now, they're kind of coming straight out of the root and mm -hmm. up. So they're shorter than they actually are yeah. appearingly so i shouldn't be blow drying them i shouldn't be rolling i should be going downward i think that you can definitely blow dry your bangs but a good method would be to kind of go back and forth with a blow dryer on okay. your bang facing down okay. so facing down at the root so that that way it's not puffing straight up so yeah. with the, with the roller it's going to kind of give it a little bit more volume because you're right. going up and over with it so if you can kind of like push it down, you know, yep. blow dry it downward, you want to direct the root in the direction, you know, so it's not, so it's a little bit more elongated, I guess. That honestly makes so much sense right now. And maybe it's the two spiked seltzers <laughs> we had. But Brielle just like explained, because I'm not a physically adept person. I like to say I live in like a dimension that's slightly off from this, right? Running into things, not able to figure out spatial awareness. <laughs> but that makes so much sense. Just blow dry in the direction it's going. Amazing. Yeah, and, it, and honestly, if you can take the blow dryer too and kind of do a back and forth motion with it facing down at the root, it'll yeah. push the bangs back and forth, but 
that way, like if you have this natural wave going to it, so it's not going to be straight. If you do that, right. it's going to have a natural little like flip to it. Yeah. So then once you, once they're fully like completed dry, you can just shove them over into the direction you want it to go. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Wow. We're learning so much. There you oh my go. God. Also, with that being said, I want to just like put this in there too. A lot of people that have really flat hair or right. really um, thin hair, if you're looking for more volume and you don't mind using a blow dryer in the process of doing your hair, you blow dry it in the opposite direction that it normally mm-hmm. goes in. Because if you can get the root dried in the other direction that it doesn't go in, and then once it's dried, you flip it over, right. that is a life hack my friends yes that's amazing my friend lucy conroy shout out to lucy taught me that although we both had very frizzy curly hair and i think our moms with like thin straight hair taught us how to do our (laughs) that's the main problem (laughs) (laughs) moms mean so well like i remember my mom's whole thing was I don't like these rough, shaggy haircuts. They're <laughs> trashy. And I was like, well, yeah, for you, because you have fucking thin hair, and you're going to look like a member of, like, the Runaways <laughs> with a mullet. But, like, I can't wear my blunt hair, my curly fucking, yeah, thick hair. I can't wear it like you, Maria. Right. Wh- which, by the way, my mom's name's also Maria. And on top of that, mullets are in, y'all. So come and get it. No, yeah. if you can rock a mullet, do it. Here's my thing with hair. Make a bold choice. Also, it's like you're framing your face. You're literally framing your face. Would you put the Mona Lisa in a dollar store frame? I don't think so. Oh, Molly, I love you for that. Thank you. So true. So true. Thank you. Yeah. And honestly, y'all, like, I I, I want to say this, too. Um, when it comes to, like, if any of you have children... I know to get a kid's cut at a higher end place, it's kind of like, well, that's crazy. You know, you not, you, you got to go all the time so much more often. Well, at least go every once in a while, I would say, especially if you spend the time and take the time to get your hair done at a place like that. Treat yeah. your kids, let them experience that. And also, you know, they deserve it. And on top of that, like. I don't know. It just like it, it. You create somebody who's going to grow up wanting to take care of themselves, and and, yes. and and also like it's a luxury. It is a luxury, but you you won't be disappointed when you're spending the money on that. And if right. and if you are, I'm sorry, but that it shouldn't be the case. You know, yeah. if you're spending a pretty penny on getting your hair done, then the the person who's doing your hair should be delivering a high end like quality, you know, service to you. Yes. And you should find people like Brielle who are independent contractors. I think that's, I will always advocate for that model because you're your own boss. Yeah. But also they're setting the prices that they need to survive and you're not going to like a hoity-toity salon where you don't know how much your hairdresser is getting paid. True. But then they're charging you crazy amounts like find somewhere and I don't how should people ask about that or what's the best way to kind of figure that out that's a good question too um I think that you know I was like this is actually my first time working in a place that I'm an independent contractor and before that I was making decent money but I was busting my ass working all day long I would do and some days anywhere from 12 to 13 cuts a day and then my paycheck at the end of the week was looking weak right and um yeah and honestly it's like physically and mentally um and emotionally demanding to you know have 
deep, like deep conversations with people. And then all, also like having my shoulders up 24 seven, you know, in this position, yeah. I'm burning my body out doing this. And so, um, for me, I would rather do less haircuts knowing that I'm being paid more and I'm able to yeah. spend more time with the, an individual and help them feel more like comfortable and, you know, safe with what's going on. Uh, than being, you know, busting my ass and making less than half of the service. Right. And with that being said, I want to just say this real quick about tipping. Um, I think that a lot of people sometimes get confused on how to tip a hairdresser, you know, or a barber. Yeah. And like, honestly, it's the same with anything else. 20% is so appreciated. 15% that's chill. You know, whatever you feel comfortable getting, giving, but honestly, like that, that's kind of where it runs, you know? And if you want to give more, thank you so much. But any, anything less than that, sometimes, you know, it, it does kind of get, it does hurt. You know, it's like if you're a server and you get like a couple dollars on your, on your, you know, tab, it sucks. I didn't tip you last week. Uh, yeah. I'm about to right M- now. Molly? <laughs> no, Molly, no. Bag it up. Ba- ba- bag it up. Well, you and I, it's a give and take relationship. Okay. There's other things that are put, being put into play. Um, okay, okay. So, yeah, we're, we're... But 20% is the ideal. It's the same as everybody, like everyone else. Yeah, yeah. So I just want to okay. say that because I have had some people like, you know, especially too, like there's been times I've done people's hair outside of the salon right in the past and like they don't tip at all when it's outside of the salon and i'll be honest that's super inappropriate yeah and um you know and like i'm not going to say something in those moments because you're my client and i'm not here to tell you what to do but right but since we are having the talk and it is being put on blast like you know uh, people are giving their time up and their energy and like you know my job is fun i i can't i have to say like i love what i do so for me i feel real generous when i'm giving haircuts but with that being said like i don't work for free you know and like so 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 it's always appreciated when somebody gives you a little extra yeah, um, absolutely. And it doesn't have to be anything crazy, y'all, but, you know. And um, also, <laughs> just a little hashtag on top of that. Just a little, like, on top of that. I just want to say, um, cash is king, y'all. Yeah. Like, please, 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 if you can stop tipping on credit cards. Jeez. You know, I mean, if you, you got to do what you got to do, but cash is really where it's at. So, thanks. For sure, for sure. Anything else you wanted to throw in there or talk about? Um, not that I can think of at the top of my mind at this moment. I think some, yeah, no. Okay. Well, that has been our hair podcast. Amazing. We have so many answers. People are going to go into their hairstylists and be like, I feel confident. I feel sexy. You're about to make so many great haircuts happen, as you always do, Breezy. Thank Amazing. you so much, Molly. Um, as I said at the beginning of this episode, you can check out Brielle's work and follow her at Lost Boy Barber. That's all one word on Instagram. And then come get your hair done if you're in Portland at the Northwest Barber Association. It's down on Burnside. It's right down on the it's, like, it's central east side. It's 636 Southeast Morrison. Morrison. Six, yeah. So 6th and Morrison downtown. Yes, yes. Or on the east side. East side. Southeast, east y'all. <laughs> yes. Um, and then, of course... You can follow me on all platforms at Mall I Go Lightly, M O L L I G O L I G H T L Y. Make sure to come to our Trash Amp. 
Productions shows every Thursday night and Saturday night. You can find those at trashandproductions.com. And uh, love yourself, love your hair, be your best self. Signing off. You guys rule. Bye.